Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Long Island, New York, the best wrestling podcast in the world, Joseph Crush, Nikki Noodles, Bad News Canali, and Nick Jersey, the Wrestling Journal Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 34 of the Wrestling Journal Podcast brought to you by WrestleBuzz at WrestleBuzz on Instagram at WrestleBuzz with three Zs on Twitter. It is I, Joseph Crush. We're back. Better than ever. NJ3, what's going on, buddy? Morning, gentlemen. Sorry for my tardiness. Sorry, I got to take care of things, man. You got kids, uh, fur kids to take care of. Fur baby, yeah. Fur baby. Bad News Canale, what's going on, buddy? Not that much. Good morning, boys. What's going on? Good morning. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Yeah. And good old Nicky Noodles. What's happening? What's up, now? fellas? How's it hanging? <laughs> and there goes the neighborhood. <laughs> uh, just a quick congrats to Seth Rollins and Becky Rollins on their newborn baby, Rue Rollins. <laughs> Becky Rollins. <laughs> Uh, I thought she hyphened it. Wasn't didn't she didn't it come out that she hyphened it? She's Becky Lynch Rollins. I think so, yeah. <laughs> it's gotta uh, be. Okay. <laughs> Becky uh, Rollins. Well, like congrats that. on having their baby girl. Uh, I'm newly a newly father myself, so I appreciate this more than ever. Uh so yeah, good for them starting their family. Hopefully we get I mean, selfishly, hopefully we get them back sooner than uh down the road. But uh it's uh it's good for them. Good times to be uh parents. Maybe not, but you could argue that, whatever. Um, with good news, Tom, we have bad news. Welcome back. Unfortunately, uh, you want to hit us with that from the, uh, the War Games perspective. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Yeah, the bad news this week. Unfortunately, Candice LeRae in the War Games match broke her arm, it looks like. And also in the men's War Games, Mr. Bobby Fish, who seems... The guy has bad luck. I believe it was his tricep, and he's out indefinitely. So the UE is down a man. So those war games, man, they're no joke. No joke at all. So hopefully both recover very soon. Looks like Candace might be staying on TV, you know, with the new group they got there. But Bobby Fish, I think, is off for a while. So, you know, speedy recovery to both. But, yeah, that's his week in bad news. Yeah, unfortunately, it sucks for them. Uh, we will get more into war games uh, shortly. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, unfortunate we get – uh Bobby Fish out again. Uh I mean I think you could still work him in, put him in a sling, throw him on TV. I don't know if they, if that's the plan, but uh if not then we get, like you said we're getting Candace on TV it looks like uh which we will get into, but uh it sucks man. Injuries uh injuries come in those types of matches, man. You got you got those hard hitting spots. Uh just unfortunate, man. Sucks. Hope they get better soon and uh hopefully we see him back in the ring soon. Guys, I heard something too that Dakota Kai got injured as well. Is that any truth to that? She might have. I mean, I ain't seen anything, you know, crazy like the other two. But who knows? She might have got hurt. I think. I think uh, there was one spot. I mean, there. I think they're working the whole uh, mini sledgehammer spot that uh, Rhea hit her with, and then she said she's going to be out for a while. I'm not sure if she actually mm. got hurt. I just when I looked, you could like look up NXT injury report. Which they give out, which is crazy, but uh, it only showed like Candace. the NFL. Yeah, it's, it's serious. <laughs> they, only, they only showed uh, Candace and Bobby on it, so we'll see. All right, it, that would be a shame too if if Dakota. Uh, absolutely, it's a hit. 
Do you love fantasy sports and professional wrestling? Of course you do. So join Paper Champion. It's free to play, win real prizes, gifts, trophies, and more. Signups for Season 5 are currently underway. Do you have what it takes to be the next Paper Champion? If so, contact us at kfabecup at gmail.com. Once again, that is kfabecup at gmail.com. Paper Champion. Fantasy Wrestling Done Right. Um, one of the big to- topics that came up this week, uh, which I want to get, we're all going to go on this one. Uh, Goldberg, Bill, William was on was on uh, WWE The Bump on Wednesday. Uh, and he, he said Roman Reigns is next. He wants the title. He wants Roman. Uh, they have some unfinished business from last year. Uh, they unfortunately didn't get, didn't get to go at WrestleMania. Um, NJ3. Well, we kind of topped, we talked on this uh, maybe a few episodes back, just very briefly. I want to maybe go a little more in depth on this. Uh, thoughts on if this does happen, Goldberg versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Uh, just what your thoughts are on that Goldberg coming back for that reason. Oh, man, that's a tough one. Um, I guess you got to be careful with the booking, right? Because it's always WWE's go-to move is put a part-timer in there that was uh, that was really relevant back during their prime time and to kind of elevate a storyline or just kind of push them over the hump to try to get some additional buys to the network or purchase of ticket sales. But obviously right now we can't buy tickets, so we'll say buys to the network. It's interesting to think of Roman as the heel and I guess Bill as like the tweener because, you know, Roman was the face and Bill would be like the tweener, like the badass guy. So it's it's interesting how they're going to play that off because I'd love to hear Roman really go at him or I'd love to hear Heyman really go at Bill. You know what I mean? Really make him feel uncomfortable and belittle him and stuff like that. Um, I think it would be pretty like I, I love the whole, you know, tribal chief gimmick that Roman's got going on right now. As long as we're not planning to put the title on Bill and have him be the one to go over Roman in this current state, I'm okay with it. I just don't think it helps anyone at all by giving Bill the title over Roman and him be the one to beat him. I know they did it with 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 the uh, with the Fiend. It was terribly done. I'd like to erase that from wrestling memory um, because that would be great, but that's kind of my, my two cents. And if we're kind of saving the big, big marquee match, which is Roman and rock, you can't get bigger. Then you got to do it in front of 40, 50,000 people. So I get that. So if bill is kind of almost the appetizer, all right, I'm a little hungry. Here it was for some Goldberg fish. Filled the fish Goldberg. That was a horrible Hanukkah joke. Happy Hanukkah. Um, happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Tom, uh, just thoughts on, uh, Big Bill possibly coming back for another run against Roman. I mean, <clears throat> I just hope if they do do this, it's at the Rumble and at Mania because, you know, obviously we we all have our hearts set on possibly, you know, The Rock maybe and Roman because we think that would be the big sell. I mean, all, of course, happens if, you know, fans are allowed again with everything. But I just hope it's not at Mania because, like, I know this was supposed to be last year and, you know, Vince wants to, you know, have it because you know obviously it didn't happen last year roman pulled out and everything but i don't know i just i just hope it's not a mania just do it at rumble if that's the plan and you know see where it goes from here and just i guess you put the title on goldberg if the rock like we said like i said if that's a match they're looking for mania like he the rock uh screws roman out of it type of thing so um only way i could see him with the belt and you know go from there but you know 
see what happens, unfortunately. Yeah, so actually, before I go to Noodles, because I know he, has, he may have a different opinion than Amos, uh, I actually saw an article, I'm not sure if it's true or not, but The Rock said he's willing to work with Roman in 2022. So okay. Mania, Mania might be out this year, if that's right. it. We might so be getting... Probably wrapping up about four or five movies, and then he'll be free. Yeah, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> But I don't know. I'm not sure the validity behind it. But Noodles, I know you, you're a big Bill guy. Um, love Goldberg, yeah. Love Goldberg. Uh, and I think it, just from the way we've talked in the past, like you're okay with this. You, you're, you're okay with Goldberg coming back with Roman. I could be wrong. Though. Yeah, I guess I am because, I mean, listen, if last year or this past year, if the main event was supposed to be Roman and Goldberg, right, you pretty much got to accept the fact that Vince is going to do whatever he can to make it happen. Goldberg's got a contract for a couple of years. They're not going to not have him wrestle anybody of importance, right? I mean, at the end of the day, his name is still a draw, whether we like it or not. Mm. Um, it's just the only thing that makes me a little upset by it is the fact that, you know, the quality of the last few matches he's had uh, hasn't been that great. Um, he is wrestling Roman, who's a little bit younger, a little bit more youthful, uh, more his style and size-wise to maybe help that situation a little bit. Um, but, like, his credibility has kind of been pretty shitty of, of the last few matches. And that's the part that really is the most upsetting of it because that makes guys like, you guys and a lot of other people have the reservations of wanting to see Goldberg anymore. Are you going to have Roman wrestle, you know, uh, Goldberg for another four or five minute match and then Roman beat him or you have Goldberg go over after not doing anything for years and ruin everything that you built with Roman for, for the last six months. You know, that part, that's the part that scares people. I think the fear of Goldberg is the most upsetting part. Not so much Goldberg himself. I get it. And I agree with that. I think the, uh, it's very well said. I think the, the potential of building up a story could be there. I think uh, the behind the spear and all this stuff, like just tarnishing that and whatever, uh, like you, but like you said, the fear of Goldberg, just his track record in his past few matches aren't great. And I don't want to see the thing I'm over with WWE is four or five minute main event matches for their top championships. I don't want to see that anymore. It's like, embarrassing. It, it, it actually ruins the credibility. Where it I think only it only this. made sense f- when it was Goldberg and Lesnar because those yeah. guys are quick hitters and that's it. I don't want to see that with Goldberg versus Reigns. I want to see a match. And if Goldberg, if your defense is he can't go longer than five minutes, then he shouldn't fucking be there. That's my only thing. So I don't know if he can't if he's get blown up fucking five minutes into a match. Then why the fuck are you doing it? What's the point? But unless you're there to put Roman over, which would make sense, I don't, I can't see Bill winning another fucking championship like that against this guy that's super hot and the top guy and the guy you're trying to build this company around. Still, don't make it a five minute fucking spear fest and call it a day. But then, how do you keep? And then, and in the same tone, how do you how do you keep Goldberg relevant and the name powerful if every time he does come back, he's losing in a four or five minute match, and in ugly fashion? Not just like you know, it's one thing to have a a crisp, hard hitting four or five minute match. These have been sloppy. Guys have been getting hurt. That's a problem. Well, that's why they put him in with Dolph. <laughs> <laughs> you know, seeing him, seeing him against Undertaker at that, at that, and you know that the big match they had with Undertaker, that was terrible. That was brutal. Oh, it was horrible. He almost killed, he almost killed uh, Undertaker. Him getting squashed. By, I mean, I love I love Braun Strowman, but for him to, to get squashed by Strowman in fucking less than thirty seconds is fucking pretty bad. I think the biggest mistake of them all, and, we've, and I think everyone could think of this, is him going over the feet. I think that was a well, That horrible... should have never happened in the first place. It should have yeah. never happened in the first yeah. place. They fucked something up there. Something was going on. Um, but I don't know how they fix how, – what else they do unless they let him go long and he still – I don't know. I don't, I don't see that, that working out, though. 
I don't see how it works out. A, a winded Goldberg in trying to put up reins in a jackhammer could end up real bad for Roman, and that would be devastating. Yeah, you can't yeah. risk it. You can't risk. You've seen it. You can't risk it. I mean, you couldn't do it to the fiend. I mean, granted, the fiend's a big guy, but he's not huge, huge. I mean, you think he'd be able to do it, but he, he freaking half-assed it. It was bad. Um, you know, I just don't want to see anyone getting hurt, especially him too. Like, you know, you don't want to see any, any legend go out like that. I mean, he deserves better than that. Yeah. Um, but look, to continue with the same same topic of main events at WrestleMania, there has been credible sources being uh, tweeted out and put out in links of potential main events for WrestleMania this year, Reigns and Goldberg being one of them. Uh, another one is Edge versus Orton, too. Uh, two or th- uh, three, three? Three, sorry. Three. So that would be hopefully the finale of that. I'm, I'm assuming this would have happened earlier if Edge didn't get hurt, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm okay with. I don't mind seeing Edge versus Orton again. And then um, – Drew McIntyre versus Keith Lee versus Brock Lesnar in a triple threat match or some sort of combination of those guys in a in type of match. Um, Tom, we'll start off with you. Uh, just thoughts on the potential of the the addition of those two other matches for the main events. Yeah, no, I mean, I have no, absolutely no problem with, you know, the Orton Edge match. Like you said, they have to be the third match. So, you know, fin- possibly finish off their, you know, their, the thing they're doing with each other. And it's unfortunate Edge got, um, yeah, Edge got hurt and everything. So, but, but it'd be cool to see that at Mania if it does happen. And the triple threat match, you know, I'm not against. I mean, it'd be very cool to see McIntyre, Lee, and Lesnar. I mean, will Lesnar want to be in a triple threat match? Because, you know, all his matches, you know, really, he's, he's been like the bruiser in all of them, you know, for the last couple of years. So it's going to be interesting to see him in there with you know, with those two guys. But I think it'd be very cool if, I mean, if they sign him back. Because, as we know, he's not on the contract at the moment. So, yeah, that's it's all potential. But I think they have, I think it's – it's almost inevitable when it comes around that time, he's going to be around for some sort of payday. NJ3, um, same question, but uh, wouldn't it be weird to see Lesnar without Heyman by his side? I feel like him coming back and not acknowledging the, the lack of Heyman would be weird. I don't know. What do you think? It would be really strange. It's funny you say that because we always just think Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar. So now we would have to see Brock Lesnar by himself. So what character of Brock Lesnar would we get? You know what I mean? Who's cutting his Wait. promos? <laughs> I hope it's not him. I hope it's not him. Um, keep a mic away from that man. He does not know how to speak. Um, it would be interesting if Paul Heyman would have played double duty or if or if Lesnar would just kind of show up stoically, quietly. How are you going to insert him in the match, right? So that that's – all right, we got the idea of what the main event could be, but how are you going to insert him in the match? Is he going to win the Royal Rumble? Is that how his insertion is going to be? For me, I'd love to see Keith Lee win. That's where I see that when you first proposed that or you sent that off, or you or Tom who said that in the chat to us. But when that was sent over, I'm like, good. That means there's a potential for Keith Lee to win the Royal Rumble. That's how you make up for what you've done with him thus far. He's had his ups, he's had his downs. I don't think I think no fault to him. I blame creative a hundred percent behind it and Vince McMahon. Um, but that's kind of my thought. How do you get the two of them in that match? Which leads me to believe that one of them is gonna win the Rumble. Uh, Edge Orton, Edge Orton three. I mean, we, we got to get it right. We need a winner. Yeah. I, I also think, and I know it obviously it goes against everything that we've said just now. And then the rumors, but I would be signed up for a babyface Brock coming back and going against Roman. And I mean, having going against Roman and, and Paul, like, I think that would be great. I don't know. I know it would be real interesting, but They've, you know, they've, they probably because they main evented so many WrestleManias. Yeah. With so the two th- of them. Don't throw them on. Don't let them be the last match. Let it be Drew, Keith Lee, and then fucking the, I don't know. You know what I mean? I guess there's, yeah. uh, it doesn't really work out that way, but you know what I mean? Uh, 
I don't know. I, Anything can happen in, in the world of WWE creative. We yeah, know that. Clearly. Good we'll, and bad. We'll get into that still. Um, Noodles just finished us off here. Um, Edge Orton in that triple threat match. Really. Yeah, I mean, Edge, Edge and Orton has to be. There's no question about it. Um, I wish it was for a title, to be honest. I think uh, a title run for Edge would be absolutely amazing. But the injury really set that, that aspirations back a little bit. But it's no question after the last match they had, which was unbelievable. To finish off with this, with this number three would be fantastic. And, yeah, I mean, anytime you get Brock back for any main events, you know he can always enhance a match at the highest levels. And I guess it would be pretty damn cool to see Keith Lee, you know, kind of get his uh, his big moment and, and his shot into stardom. Because yeah, you know what Drew can do, where Drew's at right now. You know I mean? He's got, a, he's got a long way to go, many other title runs as well. So Absolutely. I think they're both in the up and up. But speaking of Keith Lee, uh, reports coming out this week of sending uh, – Vince sending him – along with Otis, uh, Omos is AJ's uh, right-hand man, and uh, Dabakato, is that how you say it? Dabakato, the, uh, the big guy from uh, Raw Underground, rest in peace, uh, sending him back down to the PC twice a week to work on their in-ring uh, work. Um, it's very limited information behind this. Uh, people seem to be taking, maybe taking it out of context, maybe not. It's up to, I guess it's up to your own interpretation. Uh, noodles just just thoughts on the, this news that broke uh i don't it's in my pure in my honest opinion i don't see it being as stuff that fans should know and that's just my i don't think we should be knowing this information i i, don't. I would agree with that completely uh the problem is uh, everything is known in the wrestling world yeah. and it's a it's a pretty shitty community when it comes to uh spoiling everything and ruining everything for the excitement of the sport right i mean always being young and being a kid never knowing what could happen was the best part about wrestling Knowing mm-hmm. it now, it kind of you know softens the excitement and the and the blow of when the cool things do happen. Um, it would be nice not to know that, but at the end of the day, I, I think people are making it out to be a big deal because it's not a big deal. There's nothing wrong with getting extra work. There's nothing wrong with getting extra training. There's nothing wrong with enhancing and, and bettering your skills for the direction they might want you to go. I don't think that's a problem at all. Yeah, because people automatically, if you go on Twitter, jump down Vince's throat and say they're burying Keith Lee. It, Keith Lee is the one that sticks out the most because if we know we we know what we could do in the ring, the other three guys. Well, first of all, Dabakato and Omos, we don't know what they can do in the ring. Or limited to limited to, but like. Absolutely. Keith Lee's special, right? And there's nothing wrong with someone being great to try to get better, right? Everyone should strive to be better. No matter how it happens, it's extra work or this, that, and the other thing. But getting better is the goal. And if you you have aspirations of him to being the face of the company or a megastar somewhere down the line, there's nothing wrong with him to be a little bit more seasoned. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And even though he's been around for a while, it doesn't mean he can't learn some things. And then we can even say he's, they want him to learn more of the WWE way. I don't know if that tickles your fancy, but it's something that it's Vince McMahon. It's his company's had. It, Listen, it could be, years. it could be a promo thing too. You know what I mean? He might want to work on his promos or just stuff like stuff like that, that, you know, might be a little bit more impactful for a guy holding the strap for a long period of time. Yeah, you never know. It's just you could look at it as Vince wanting to better him. Like he's they're looking he's looking out for these guys, not not opposed to just like burying them. If he didn't care, they wouldn't be on fired TV. Him. <laughs> yeah. They'd be gone. <laughs> and they're still gonna be on TV every week. They're, it's I think it's like a Tuesday, Thursday thing. So they still have Monday and Friday to be on their respective shows. Relax, people. Um Jersey, NJ three, just thoughts on uh Keith Lee. I, I more or less Keith Lee being sent back to the PC as opposed well, to Well, I'm gonna take the opposite approach from Nick. Okay. Um I think it's when you lump Keith Lee in with those guys, I think that's where the negative comes in. It's that's the problem. If you were just saying Keith, you're you know, Keith Lee wants to work on maybe his main roster wrestling, because you got to admit the rot, the wrestling on the main roster differs from NXT. So if you want to help 
transition that a little bit more and he can get a little bit more, you know, do some work down there. Fine. I'm okay with that. Again, Keith Lee, if you watch this WWE 24, it was fantastic. And it chronicled exactly why he is who he is, is because he wanted it so bad and he did it. My only problem, I think where this report could have did a little bit better, but I get it for you want the clicks, right? Because we're talking about it. So they got to click, they got to read from us is you lumped in Keith Lee, which uh, with a bunch of rookies that's where that's where the negative connotation comes in is like if it was just a keith lee story that maybe keith lee wanted to do something or yada 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 that's fine and we probably would pass right over it right he's just gonna he's doing he's putting in the work you lump him in with them it's like shit so is he being categorized with those guys that's where that's where i guess the concern gets raised with wrestling fans um I think Keith Lee's fantastic. I mean, the, the three-peat with Dominic Dijakovic, the Adam Cole match, he can wrestle big, small guys. I think he's been great. Again, I don't blame him for what's going on on the main roster. I really put that on creative. You have a gem. You just don't know what to do with him. No, I agree. I think it's uh, um, it's it's an issue. Like I said, I want to stick with what I said before. There's things that we – obviously we can't help but know like when like uh winners and losers for matches like or main events that are going to happen in wrestlemania shit gets leaked but, like stuff like this i don't think we sh- we should have knowledge of and we uh, granted we are talking about it so we have it but like it's stuff like this that like with these journalists like big big name journalists Meltzer, sean rossap ryan Satin, that stuff that they should stick to reporting and stuff they shouldn't i don't know just my opinion and it's now you have everyone all up in arms potentially thinking like the of the worst case scenario and i get it it makes sense he's being uh grouped in with these guys that are definitely need work and he we know he doesn't but i i don't know um tom just quick thoughts on the whole scenario yeah no i mean basically everyone said you know if it was just him by himself it's like okay no big deal but when you lump him in with a bunch of rookies i mean i mean i I know otis is a rookie but the other guys you know it's kind of you know oh my god what are they doing to keith lee type of thing but I was thinking last night too. Maybe I mean it probably won't happen. Maybe this is like a storyline type thing. Maybe they're trying to do. Maybe he like he's being disrespected type of thing, and maybe he becomes a heel. I think that'd be pretty cool if they did something like that. If they could work it in, possibly, yeah. 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 So I, mean, I was, you know, I mean, most likely won't happen. But I was thinking, hey, maybe this is their way of doing something with him, you know, to you know get him over. Even though you know we all know he's great and everything, but obviously hasn't worked up there because as Jersey said, you know, creative is has screwed it up so bad since he's been up here. So maybe. Yeah. This is their way to try to get him over with something. So we'll see what happens with it. My man just got a WWE 24 special. That, that's what they, I mean, yeah. they don't that's just give those to anybody. Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. big, yeah. Exactly. So, I don't know. Um, so a, a few weeks ago, they announced, uh, WWE announced that they are bringing back the Slammies, which is a, a great uh, – I love that. It's very nostalgic mm-hmm. for me. I know they did the Slammies here and there on, like, weekly episodes. It seems like it's getting its own special on the network. And I want – I always wanted that. I wanted like time devoted to it. I remember like 96, 97, uh, they had like, it, it was like in a hall and like yeah, they gave out the awards and they even like further storylines on it too. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so real quick, I'm going to go through one, two, three, four, five. There's five categories that they have listed here at least uh, for these, uh, for the votings and stuff. So I want to, I want to get your guys opinion on, on who, who's going to win what. And it's, it'll be a quick segment, but uh, we're just going to run through it here. Um, we'll start off with return of the year. Uh, this one is, seems a little obvious, but uh, we have Sami Zayn. Always fun, right, Noodles? Uh, Bill Goldberg. Fuck, another, fucking pitiful is even in the fucking <laughs> conversation. <laughs> MVP. Mm, maybe. Mm. Roman Reigns. Makes sense. And then Edge, of course. 
Um, I'd like to think that we all choose Edge. Everyone can nod and say yes out loud at once. Yes, please. Unless unless news is going Roman Reigns in this one. Let's go Bill Goldberg. <laughs> Goldberg, the fuck? <laughs> Goldberg. Goldberg, the goalie. Uh, we got tag team of the year. Man, rough division, guys. And, and yeah. You're combining both. Uh, the golden role models. That's Mandy Rose and uh, – right? Isn't that Mandy Rose uh, and – no, Sasha and Bailey. That's Sasha and Bailey. Oh, Sasha and Bailey. I'm a fucking idiot. Sorry. I'm that's so <laughs> horrible. Uh, Sasha here. and Bailey. <laughs> Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. Oh, there you go. Terrible. <laughs> New Day. First team broke up. Terrible. Broke up. <laughs> New Day. Street Profits and Shinsuke and Cesaro. I mean, it's better be the Street Profits because it makes it no sense for anyone, anyone else. Yeah. Noodles, yeah. who you got on that one? Yeah. I mean, to me, Street Profits are New Day, as, as always, because, I mean, they're always – holding the glue that has been holding that division down for years i thought i mean you could argue like sasha and bailey's run was pretty epic they they were both champions of respective shows and tag team champions that was pretty for, successful for, like kayfabe no, answering no no question but it was all everyone knew it was just a ploy to eventually get that breakup going it wasn't so much of and there wasn't much going on in the women's division during that time either they were pretty much had to pull fucking double triple quadruple duty says a lot about them though i don't disagree I'm just saying you could argue it, but right? They're not still a team anymore. They're not a team anymore. Of the it, so we're going through the whole year, Jers. Uh so Okay, bro. But all right, I want to see sixty five days, not just the past five, okay? Yeah, well that's all that's all they were they were champs for that long, you know, right. short period of time. Okay. Uh Street Profits. Thank you. Rival, rivalry of the year. It's a okay. shame they don't they don't have uh NXT stuff on here because that would be fucking killer. Well they'd sweep everything. There's no point. That's why NXT has their own of their own awards. There's a couple good ones on here. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, they just show it. all right. So we went over the tag team division and, and it shows how bad it is. And then rivalry of the year. Just this is unbelievable. I'll do the good ones first. Edge versus Randy Orton. Great. Okay. Drew versus Randy Orton. You could argue lengthy, but still good. Yeah. Sasha versus Bailey. Yeah, man. Okay. And then here comes the good ones. Oh, no. Seth versus the Mysterio family. Terrible. R-Truth versus the world. <laughs> it's 24-7 champion. And then, of course, good old Lana versus the announcer table. Oh, that's it right there. That's the winner. God. That's going to win. Too. I guarantee it's going to fuck. It's going to win. Absolutely going to win. That's terrible. Yeah. I'd say I mean, Sasha you, Bailey. Yeah, I guess you can say that. With the long that was pretty I mean, intense. You could argue Edge, Randy, or Randy and Drew. Uh, it's it's going to sound ridiculous coming out of my mouth, but I, I, I guess the rivalry of the year has to be the, something that they put the most time into. It's got to be Rollins versus the Mysterios. Yeah. <laughs> it was it the was only, true. like, you know, it, it's the what? truest, and it was the longest rivalry. It went through the whole goddamn sound. family. So. It, was, it was crazy. That's true. It's a good point, Nick. Well said. Yeah. Thank you, pal. The longest. <laughs> All right, so we can say that. It's true. It's true. And then we have uh, match of the year. There's a couple here. There's a lot here, actually. I don't know if I remember all these, to be honest with you. None of these are on Melter's list, right? I'm assuming. They're all like two stars. Um, okay. Good. Let's see if we all. Let's see if we first. Let's see if we remember them. Becky versus Asuka at Raw Rumble 2020. What is this for again? I'm sorry. Match, Match of, the of the year. Match of the year. So we're going back to last January. Um, that was the last live show they had, or like last live pay per view they had. Raw Rumble, right? 2020. Um, may may have been. I think yeah, so. oh, yeah. we're, we're almost coming up on a year, so it's been a while. It's scary, man. That's crazy. Living in COVID um, time is a weird time. All right, so I'll just read through them quick because there's a lot. Uh, Drew versus Roman Survivor Series 2020. That was good. We just saw that. 
Uh, AJ versus Sammy versus Jeff Hardy in the Triple Threat Ladder Match, Clash of Champions. That was a hell of a match. Yep. Oh, this one was good. Sasha versus Bailey. Uh, oh no, no, I thought it was SmackDown. Sorry. Uh, the last SmackDown match was actually fantastic, but this is the Hell in a Cell match. This is really good. Uh, Roman versus Jey Uso in the I Quit match in Hell in a Cell. Very good. This is a good one too. <laughs> Fuck. AJ versus uh, Daniel Bryan Intercontinental Championship Tournament Finals match on SmackDown. That match was yeah. That, that was, was that was a clinic. Perfection. That, that was, was perfection. That was ten stars right there. This is cool. I like this Men's Royal Rumble match 2020. That's pretty cool. With combining the return, the the build up, the crowd drew. That was, was really exciting. That was, was a good. Really I really exciting. enjoyed that one. Yeah. Yeah. Lesnar destroying everybody until Drew came in. That was yeah, that was great. And you know what? I th- I thought they could have built on Ricochet uh, being pissed off, but he was basically the reason why Brock got eliminated. He got that, gave that low blow, and then he got Claymore. So, I mean, they could have built on that. Uh, missed opportunity. Whatever. As always. Edge versus... <laughs> I got jacked up there on that though, by the way, with the Dude, low blow and then the, the low blow, right? Yeah, I was, yeah, I was fucking great, man. You're such a heel. It's so terrible. <laughs> You're such a bad guy. Crowd went banana. Fucking too. wild, yeah. Uh, Edge versus Randy, the greatest wrestling match ever at Backlash 2020. Love that. Uh, New Day versus the Hurt Business on Raw. Which one? <laughs> November 16th. Which one? There's a, a lot of people in this category. A lot of matches yeah. in this category. That's why I said I was reading them off. November uh, 16th. So that was, yeah, the, the one that sticks out. I remember it. And then uh, Undertaker versus AJ Boneyard match is the last one. That's mm. hard. I do. Mm. Want me to read them back again? Just kidding. No, no, no. I, 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 I like two in mine personally. The show's I like almost two in mine personally. <laughs> I like, honestly, AJ Daniel Bryan was really cool. And I like how it's uh, one of the only matches that was on an actual like television show. It was a wrestling match, which yeah. was really cool. Um, Roman I would go J. personally. Um, um, it's to me, it was or- Orton and Edge. I thought that the greatest match ever was fantastic. It was nostalgic, and yeah. their back and forth was just perfectly done. I enjoyed every aspect of of the trade offs of bringing in old guys, finishing moves, this that, that the other. Cool. It, was, it was it was great. I, I, that was the most entertaining match for me personally. It was a spectacle for sure. I'm I, going I, DB and AJ because I just think that it was probably it the wasn't best planned. all around like yeah. pure wrestling match. No, no question about it. Because it was organic. The- it wasn't planned. <laughs> it was on a show. It wasn't like hyped up. It was two guys that are great at their craft that delivered an absolute five star match. I I couldn't agree more. I I just saying from I just got more <clears throat> invested in in the the whole package with the Orton and and sure, Edge thing. Sure. That would be the edge for me anyway. Hey, nothing wrong with that. That's I- why you got to vote. That's why you get a vote. That would, that would be my vote. <laughs> we're like the baseball, we're like the baseball writers here. <laughs> Tom, any picks? Uh, well, you know, AJ Daniels good, but I think I gotta go with Ed Jordan just because you know Noodle said you know all the finishes and what was the one very cool thing? You heard the Fink's voice again, which is very cool. So I gotta go with that little nostalgia with that. That was very cool. I'm surprised uh, Cena versus The Fiend on here wasn't from <laughs> WrestleMania. So I'm pissed off about that. Yeah, I mean, you can argue both those matches. I like the I Quit match. That was actually a lot of fun, too, with Jay. And, uh, I mean, they're all great. Yeah, you yeah can they're all good matches. Yeah. Yeah. So that should be fun. I'm excited to see. I wonder, oh, no, then we have Superstar of the Year. I apologize, guys. Uh, superstar of the Year, real quick. Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, Randall Keith Orton, Braun Strowman, The Fiend Bray Wyatt, Asuka, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair. 
Jersey. Who do you got? I gotta go. I ha- I have to go. Drew McIntyre. He put the company on his back from from January. It's no disrespect to any of them. He yeah. put the company on his back from January forward. He did it through the hardest part of being a wrestling fan during the pandemic, and he made it very watchable. And what he did made us enjoyable. I just think he he deserves it. The guy was the MVP this year, in my opinion. I don't think you could really argue it. Um, <laughs> I mean, he won the Rumble. He's a two-time champion during this this run. I mean, Jersey, it's the only person, in my opinion, that it can be. Yeah, especially with Roman out for that lengthy he, amount of time. He carried, he carried the he load. carried the company. He literally <laughs> did. Tom, you, you disagree? No, not at all. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, someone's got to disagree. Yeah, no. I'm going Go to say, say Go I'm going to write in my answer, Cameron Grimes, baby. Shout out to Cameron Grimes. To the, <laughs> to the moon, baby. And that's uh, going to lead us into NXT segment. Wait, but NXT, before we go into that, I know you could, you may want to speak on this, but uh, just announced last night, NXT India is coming in 2021. Uh, I like the branching out of it, but we'll go into NXT on your side, buddy. Let's hey, go. I, mean, li- I mean, listen, that's another territory to add to the growing territory of what NXT is. It is a global brand in itself, and that's cool to me. Um, that'll be very interesting to see how that one comes together. But hey, NXT UK has brought us plenty of good stars and, and, yeah. and fantastic stuff. So the NXT brand is the hottest brand that WWE has. It just hands down. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Get with it. All right, let's hit Wednesdays, brother. War games, boys. War games. Do we want to give our best impressions, or we'll let that we'll let Regal be the best? <laughs> There's let's no go. one better than Regal. Let's do it. Let's all, <laughs> I'm not right. doing it. I haven't um, had no, any water. I'm not ready. It, it doesn't matter. It's fine. All right. Uh, Tommy, you want to start us off with your best war games? <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> Come on. Here we go. War games. There we go. <laughs> not bad. Joey, do you want to give us number two? I'll let Nick be the cleanup batter for this one. I'm, I'm I, don't want to kill, I don't want to kill the people on, uh, on, the, on the headsets. So don't okay. yell it. Just... There you go. I was going to say, war games. I was good, Jersey. Thank you. Nick, you got to give us something. Even say it right. normally. You just got to give us something. You, you can't I not go. I, I, w- I will never put my, do the disservice to William Regal and his mantra. Just, you got to say the words at least. Oh, moving up. War games going on. There we go. Better than nothing. I'll take it. War games starts off with the women's match. Um, you know, we had probably arguably the best eight women at the same time in this match that I think NXT has had in one sitting. You can argue and say like the Charlotte four horsewomen were, were could be the top, but I'm talking about like eight women of this caliber at the same time in NXT. Yeah. Real special. Um, Joey, I mean, I'm not going to go and rehash the whole match because there we'd spend a whole show, if not more on this one. The women's war games match. Does anything stand out to you that you want to hit on? Kudos to the girls. Were you happy with the result? Um, you know, just to give everyone the listeners, if you want a spoiler alert, um, Raquel Gonzalez goes over Io Shirai in the match. Um, Joey, anything that stuck out to you big in that match that you want to hit on? Yeah, I love the. Uh, well, first of all, Raquel Gonzalez, that was amazing. I love She's that a beast, she. Bro. I, I love, love that her. she got that. Uh, that that rub at the end there. Uh, it says a lot what they have in mind for her, like going forward. She's a part of the future, man. This is the future of this 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 company, this business. So good for her. Uh, but I mean, the EO trash can spot off the top of the cage. Come on, you fucking kidding me? I love shit like that. It was just amazing. It, it brought me out of my seat, and I. I mean, the whole match itself. I mean, if you want to pick out certain points, those are it. 
Yeah. Hey, listen, that's perfectly fine. I thought that spot was was amazing. Um, it was. I mean, listen, you're jumping with. You're not seeing a single thing. You know, I guess roughly where you're kind of going, but you're just saying, "All right, well, shit, fuck it, let's do it." Yeah. Um, it was fantastic. Uh, Nick, women's war game match. I mean, it was brutal. I mean, Rhea was hitting Dakota with a a, a hammer or whatever you want, like a, a little mini mallet. Um, the chair shots, the ladders, Indy Hartwell getting involved. I mean, Candice breaks her arm when there's a coffin drop off of the ladder from Shanti. There was just so many moments I stuck out. How'd you take this match? What are you thinking? Did they deliver? Uh, of course they delivered. Uh, to me, it was just like the fearlessness of the women's division. I mean, you talk about just talent is one thing, but them taking their game and their level to another level, right? They're on par with doing things that you used to think only the men can do, right? They've transcended the sport and what the capabilities are in the views of women wrestling. And there was a whole highlight in that match with the, with the spots, the bumps, the risks, the injuries that they've taken. They're willing to put their bodies on the line for the benefit of the sport and future generations of women wrestling fans. And that is fantastic. Well said, and I couldn't agree more. They really did. Tommy, um, I know you're going last on this one, but I, I'm sure you love that match. Anything that you want to just hit on, um, you want to just bring up during this part of the, of the chat? Yeah, no, I mean, they all, you know, everyone was just great in that match, you know, between, you know, Ember Moon doing her stuff. I mean, Raquel, you know, just being the freaking beast that she is, like we said, and everything. And I kind of like EO doing her best, you know, Dave Meltzer impression with the trash can, you know, because that's what he is, but, you know, whatever. Ooh. But no, but no, overall, no, awesome match. And like, you know, it had some injuries out of it, but to see Raquel go over, that was very cool. I mean, I love her finisher, the one on Powerbomb. I love that. It's so, so freaking cool. And, you know, just five stars all around and just a lot of fun that match. I'm happy they started off with that. So it was very cool. Yes, it was good. Um, there was breaking news. I know that's why Joey said, ooh, but it wasn't wrestling related. Um, Joey, are we breaking? Are we breaking sports news on the show? Is that what you're no, doing? I, I, know actually, that's why you, I, I was reacting to Tom saying that because I agree with him. Uh, Meltzer and Brian Alvarez are pieces of trash, um, yeah. but I did see the breaking news come through, and that's that's why Noodles popped off the screen for a minute. I wouldn't be surprised. He's probably doing cartwheels because the Mets are actually spending some money. So it's a four. No, sorry guys, deal. phone was phone was blowing up on me there, so I I tried to mute it, and my bad. Well, I'll break the news for you guys. Um, Mets fans, you have a new catcher for four years. James McCann signed a four-year, I believe, $40 million contract. Uh, Steve Cohen is doing something the Mets haven't done in a long time. He's actually writing a check, and it's not going to bounce. So I would want. It's definitely not going to bounce. That's the best part. <laughs> Congratulations, Mets fans. You have a catcher for four years that's actually capable of being a catcher. It's a domino uh, I, think that, I, think, I think the part biggest one, winner one in, is down. I think the biggest winner in this is going to be Jacob deGrom. So, Let's hope so, but this, I guess, leads me to believe is where is JT Real Muto going? But that's for yeah, a different show. Yeah, that's, yeah. Where the hell is he going? Um, you know, women's war game match, you can say they all stood out tremendously, but uh, a first huge of all, standout. Dynamite transitioners. Thanks, bud. <laughs> um, a big, a big standout was Raquel Gonzalez. So we're going to do, we're going to jump to NXT for a second, just because I think it kind of makes sense. Um, and it's my segment, so I'll do what I want. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez was in the main event against Ember Moon, and it was nice to see Raquel be able to kind of go down there to her own music without Dakota Kai on the side. Right? She was the she was she put she won the match at War Games by pinning Io Shirai. She goes into this match with Ember Moon, so that few that hard hitting few that she had with Rhea, I think, put her a little bit on the map. That win 
in the war games match, I think solidified that the people are behind her. And the fact that they sent her out in the main event one-on-one with someone like Ember Moon, who's a smaller opponent, but is actually a pretty, pretty well wrestled opponent um, tells me that they they're putting her over. They have faith behind her in the back. And I, I see why um, she has the look, she has the big body look where she looks like an enforcer, but at the same time, she actually can move in the ring, which isn't always the case with some of these bigger athletes, i.e. Nia Jax garbage. The different level of big, though. Different level oh, of big. Well, yeah, I mean, putting putting you know certain things aside, still height wise, she's oh, yeah, still for sure. I still she's still like six foot one. Nia Jackson. No, she's a monster. Yeah, she's great. Uh, uh, I I I beg to disagree, but that's just my opinion. Um, slow, methodical, dominant pace, and she gets the win in the main event. Um, we'll just do because obviously we have a lot of things to hit on. Tom, it looks like Raquel's going on. She's going right to the top. In my opinion, what do you think? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like we said, you know, her again, her again, the win in the War Games match, and then going over Amber on Wednesday. No, totally. They got, they have a, I think they have a bright future for her in the next couple of months. So I'm curious to see where it's going to go with her. But no, she's definitely, she's definitely it. So can't wait to see what, where it goes for her. Yeah, me too. And again, it's so funny because I think someone came out and said something about the women's wrestling division in NXT is garbage or it's a bunch yeah, well, of it's, it's either bulky men and then bad wrestlers or whatever right. they said that one's a fucking jabroni so that guy know. should that guy should get the fucking beat down yeah. i mean i don't know how you can say what what's being presented is is bad for what they're doing they just they just put another star on the map in nxt and that's what they do best is they take care of their women down there for sure the, be- the best women's division we've ever seen in pro wrestling history <laughs> i'm saying it it's being said. Fight, it's said. fight me. At yeah, no. me, bro. Whatever these fucking kids say. You have Adam. my support, Joseph. You have my support, sir. Was on Twitter with three Zs. Adam. Yeah. He's ready for you. Joey, let's stick with you. Dexter Loomis. Cameron Grimes. Strap match. Brutal. Yeah. Hard hitting. <laughs> Cameron Grimes trying to get one over on Dexter Loomis in the beginning because he wanted to use his strap. Mm-hmm. You know, the heelish tactics, the little weasel that he possibly is. Um, well, he is a weasel. Oh, he is a weasel. Good in-ring chemistry, in my opinion. Um, but Grimes did tap Loomis, Joey. I mean, um, excuse me, Grimes taps to Loomis. Yeah. <sighs> you know, I know this one hurts you a little bit. I know Tom smiled. Take me through that strap match. It's a, it's a very old-school type of match, but I think yeah. fit what these two were, were doing, in yeah, my I mean, opinion. We, we knew the chemistry's there. They've been showing that over the past few months in the feud. Uh yeah, unfortunately, he came up short. My boy Grimes, it's, it sucks. But, you know, not everyone needs a W all the time. Right, not about sometimes, wins and losses. Sometimes, right, sometimes right, right. it's about character and uh, what they show in ring. And as a fan, we got to respect that. And I think even if he loses, Cameron Grimes is still a winner. And he's going straight. Because he's on TV and he's on, is he on pay-per-views. I like it. And, and, like he's, it. Go, and okay. he's going straight to the moon, baby. I don't know. He's it's, going straight to the moon. I honestly, like, on an all serious note, I am thoroughly entertained by both these guys, Grimes especially. Even when he's out there, I'm not upset when he gets a loss. Like it's not. It's just one of those things that that's his character. I hope eventually one day he gets some sort of like a different type of push there. But I I'm okay with seeing him go out there and the build to the feud and during the matches, his mannerisms. He's just a great worker. He's like a, a what do they call it? A, a shit. Uh, what's what's the fucking word I'm thinking of? Like a a heel like those um like a crybaby heel. I don't know what the fuck the word is. You know what I'm talking about. Uh don't be upset. Don't be crying. Don't be upset over there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm mad. 
he's doing what he's supposed to do, right? He is, yeah. he's a good wrestler. He can help elevate matches. He's very adaptable. Um, his character isn't going to be built around wins and losses. His character is going to be about storyline builds and character building. And I think that's exactly what we got out of this match. I think maybe that's the route you were trying to go. I know you're a wordsmith. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll try to maybe so. put that put that together for you a little bit easier for the fans yeah. to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, just Got kidding. <laughs> Noodles, triple threat, North American Championship match. I mm. know you were. I knew you were tuned in for this one. Your you boy Johnny Johnny Gargano, the Archer of Infamy, and Leon Ruff. Leon Ruff. Did they, t- did, did they tear the house down? In your opinion, what do you what do you think about that? There was a lot that went on in this match, and there was a lot of interference. Sure. I don't know about te- tearing the house down, but it, it served its purpose. It was very well done. The interference was always dynamite, especially when it comes to Johnny wrestling with the, with the weasel tactic as a heel. Um, and it was a nice little reveal that, uh, you know, one of your guys' boys, Mr. Austin Theory, getting his, uh, his rub. But it was nice to see Johnny come out with the victory because I think uh, he's best at his heel, his heel work and as champion. And, uh, we'll, you know, we'll see what the other directions they go with with guys like uh, Priest and uh, – Little Re- Le- little Leon, your boy Leon. Little Leon, my boy. <laughs> Listen, he's a champion, so <laughs> champions are my boys. Um, what Nick, what Nick's alluding to is that the the constant reemergence of of the Ghostface character. Um, one was revealed to be Indy Hartwell. That's been a lot to line herself with Candice. And what Nick is alluding to that there was multiple Ghostface characters uh, as a part of this match that they were getting interfered with. But the main one that came out that that helped Johnny become the first three time North American champion is the. The one who quit, I think Tommy called it Austin Theory. Um, mm. I like the I like the alignment, and um, oh, Joey called it. Joey called it. I'm sorry, Tom. I just give you credit for everything because you're you're the resident stack guy, and you usually you usually call it how you see it. So, and that was Joey Bureau. <laughs> yeah, he is the highest sports bureau. Um, Three time champion. So we're gonna segment right into NXT just because I feel like it makes a lot of sense. And Tom alluded to it during the, of course, my least favorite segment, um, the bad news segment, because he always delivers bad news. Um, there is a new faction, it looks like. They're calling themselves The Way. And this faction consists of Johnny Wrestling, Candice LeRae, Austin Theory, and Indy Hartwell. And I like the Gargano Four, or whatever you want, you know, or The Way. I like this little foursome. I think it's going to help elevate Indy and Austin because – if you guys watched the segment, which I'm sure you all did, Austin Theory is not as charismatic on the mic as he looks to be. And I think that he can get a lot of help and a lot of rub from being around Johnny because Johnny seems to have kind of found his niche in this whole heelish way that he is. And hopefully Indy Hartwell can kind of reel him in a little bit like she had to do because there's a couple cringeworthy segments when he was trying to say a couple things. I think he dropped the word Milky Way and I was like, oh, that's not even funny. Um, <laughs> it didn't do it for me. But Joey... The way you're a faction guy, is this the way? I think or- it is. I, I I think I'm okay with this. I think it's uh, it's kind of like Candace and Johnny taking these two under their wing and like showing them the ropes, showing them the way, if you if you will. Uh, I'm excited. This is to bite off of Star Wars because I know you took a shot at Star Wars and Marvel this week. So this is the way is a Star Wars reference to the Mandalorian. The uh, way I have no idea. It's pretty darn close. I wouldn't know. I don't watch uh, Star Wars, so I don't know. Um, I'm sorry for I you. I really know. So yeah, that would make sense if that, if that's what they're calling. Cause I know uh, Johnny and Candace are big uh, Star Wars fans. So that makes sense. Well, I like it, but I'm they're cool with better that. Think, in my books. I think the whole corniness and, uh, and, and awkwardness of theory is what it's supposed to be like that. It's not like, I don't know. It's, 
he's trying to Gargano's trying to guide him in the right way. Shows his personality a little bit, I guess, trying to kind of build yeah. like a little bit of charisma. Okay. Yeah. Listen, it's the first one. I don't want to judge it too hard, but I I, I do like the four. I do yeah. like the four. You need to build another woman. Indy Harwell, line her up with Candace. Candace, when she turned heel, is right to the top. It's mm-hmm. clear as day. She had the in-ring work, but her character now has elevated. Um, Johnny has really embraced this heel, this heel persona and this cocky guy. And I think having Austin Theory being obviously a cocky guy, look at him. Um I think it makes a lot of sense. So I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, boys, men's war games match, in my opinion, could be match of the year and should be thrown into those slammies. But you know what? They'll win match of the year when the NXT has the NXT year end award. So yep. don't worry about that one, Joey. They're so good. They need their own awards show because they would sweep all the awards for the main roster. Um, I guess we go round table on this one, Nick, the men's war games match. I mean, Ugh. how could you not ask for more? I mean, the the wheelish the the, the heelish I would say weasel tendencies of Pat Pat McAfee, I mean Swan tonning off the top of the cage. I mean the guy is not a trained professional. He may be training, but he's not a definitely a, a veteran in the game. But he sure as hell shows us it. Hard hitting spots. I mean, my God, the match is awesome. It's as hard hitting as you can get. Um, I mean, McAfee, for like you were saying, you know, as an untrained professional wrestler, to take the risk that he does, right? The guy don't need to do this. <laughs> he does it because he loves it, right? He's the best mic man that we've seen in quite some time. Mm-hmm. And what he was able to build up in this, in this whole feud to lead up to war games was just tremendous. The back and forth between them and UE, um, it was just incredible to watch. And it, it went on for quite some time, too, if I'm not mistaken. It was almost 40-plus minutes. Yeah. If mm-hmm. not a little bit more. So what they were able to do and to, you know, to get you that, that enticed into the match was just tremendous. And what those, all those guys are capable of doing is, is amazing. And the fact that McAfee has raised the bar for guys like Dunn and the tag team over there for, for those guys to have become household names is just fantastic. I couldn't agree more. I mean, Joey, you can argue and say that McAfee put this feud on his back with his, with his promo work, right, Joe? I mean, you know, the UE, I know Adam Cole could talk, but it's not like the UE had a lot of talking segments because they, you know, the UE was away for a little while because they were, you know, they were out. And then McAfee literally put this and build this feud, in my opinion, on his back. I mean, do you agree? Do you disagree? What are you thinking? No, I definitely agree. I think he added uh, a factor that we haven't seen in a long time, and that's uh, believability through words. And we haven't gotten that in a long time. Um, like I like what Noodles just said. He, he made these other guys household names like i and i've said this before when when he aligned himself with oni and uh birch i wasn't a big fan of them but like once he aligned himself with them i i it made me want to watch them more so he did something for me that turned me on to guys that i wasn't really fans of before that i was always a fan of pete dunn but uh it's not here nor there but uh the the match itself was fucking insane i it sticks out to me was was Pat McAfee was what he did what what the bumps he took the the swan tunnel at the top of the cage were barely he almost basically got dropped he didn't get really caught and then uh that final sequence uh to end the match when UE just destroyed the whole fucking de- I was just insane man props to props to, again like we said with the women's props to everyone for being in that match taking those bumps putting their body on the line but shit it was good real good yeah Tommy, you alluded it to in the obviously bad news segment that there was a casualty in this match and it was Bobby Fish for sure. But I mean, I know that a guy like Bobby Fish, who's a life wrestler guy, like he just, he lives it right. I know that he'll come back and he'll do his thing, but 
for you, like, was this a five-star match in your opinion? Was this everything? Like, what more could you have wanted out of this match that you maybe didn't think you were going to get or did it over-deliver than what you expected? No, I mean, it's – I mean, I guess – I mean, I wasn't expecting, you know, McAfee to do a swan song off the top of the cage, I'll tell you that. I don't think anyone was expecting that. I mean, I felt like maybe you do, like, little cheap shot things here and there, you know, like, you know, hit guys in the back with a chair, you know, whatever. But I wasn't expecting that. But, I mean, as we would say, the dude is an absolute natural. It's a shame. He could have been such a great wrestler if he wasn't a punter, you know, for the first half of his career. I mean, the guy, like we said, his – just him on the mic is just, oh, my God. And then uh, remember the picture I sent you guys the next day? He's doing his podcast, and he has a neck brace on. And he's telling it. I mean, <laughs> live it, live in it. Live in the gimmick. Oh, you can tell. The guy's a fan. He just loves what he's doing. And it's just, nah. I mean, the match was awesome. Definitely five stars. And I don't know. Great way to end the, ma- great way to end the pay-per-view. It was so good. I couldn't agree with you more. You know what? You know what I like about this when you guys were talking and kind of hit me with this one. This is like the perfect utilization of a part timer, right? Because we can sit here and we can gloat about McAfee for hours on hours. But if you think back, he's lost both of the matches that he's been a part of. He lost the one on one with Adam Cole yeah. and he lost the match in War Games. But we can sit here. And it doesn't matter because of everything else that he's brought to the matches leading up into it, to the people associated with the match. This is the perfect utilization and storyline of a part-time person. And I wish the main roster would take some hints on this is how it's done. Oh, for sure. But it also takes, I mean, let's not, let's not downplay how unbelievably skilled Pat McAfee is at what he does. Oh, I, but, and I couldn't agree that, more, but that, that is something that you can't teach or find that anywhere. But yes, you are right. They take notes for you utilizing your part-timers to deliver pushing bigger picture right and i think that they lose sight of that on the main roster because it's obviously it's a, it's a different presented show but i agree mcafee's special he's a diamond in the rough there's no doubt about it he he is a fan and he also is an athlete and he fully gets it but at the same time you can at least help some of the other part-timers maybe not deliver to what he's done but at least be in the realm of a conversation that they're that they're helping their surroundings as much so. Enhancing the program, right? At the end of the day, that's all you could ever that's ask all, anybody to do. That's all we're here for. And speaking of enhancing, this is the last segment, at least for NXT, because we got to get to AEW. Um, the open of NXT, whew, I mean, we had a lot. It was we had dynamite. a lot. And it went, it was, it was, <laughs> it was dynamite. Nicely done, Joe, taking a shot. Um, I think Tom's in the group message when it was like, are you guys watching or something like that? I'm like, oh shit, something's going on. Yeah. So NXT opens with Finn Balor coming to the ring. He says, you know, the tag, the tag, the games are over, back to business. Um, team Warfare is done. Pete Dunne comes out. Kyle O'Reilly comes out. Damian Priest comes out. They all want a shot at the man, at Finn Balor, the prince of NXT. Um, you know, Finn Balor then proceeds to leave the ring. Once he goes to the top, top of the ramp, I don't know if we were, I don't know if anyone foreshadowed it or thought it was coming, but we got a return of a one scandally clad spandex wearing Scarlet. I know for a fact that when Nick saw that happen, his mouth hit the floor (laughs) so hard that it put a dent in his carpet. Seeing her in that outfit. Nick, I got to start with you because I know that you absolutely appreciate this. Scarlet's back. We have some contenders for Finn Balor, but we're going to allude to what eventually happened after yes. Scarlet in a moment. But any, any message Scarlet delivers is top-notch, in my opinion. I'd like to say to the boys here that I was also one of the first ones to bring Scarlet to the table. So, Joey, can you give me credit for that? 
don't just know. say it. Just yeah, say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, she, no, she's fantastic, and and she, I mean, she does a tremendous job with her character and, and what she's able to do with what we're going to talk about in a little bit. But uh, and you know, there there are a select few smoke shows out there, and she's at the top of the list. <laughs> Speaking of smoke shows, Joey, <laughs> Damian Priest told called scarlet a smoke show which i don't know that's what you call some guy's woman man especially in front of us kind of <laughs> sort of um called her out said you know if your boy tell him to get out of the car and come here and deliver a message instead of sending his smoke show or some form or fashion of that um joey at that moment we knew we're gonna see carrying cross back on nxt yeah and yes we did because he attacked and beat the shit out of Damian Priest. And it looks like that may be his first feud back before he goes right for the championship, in my opinion. Um, Karrion Cross is back, Joe. I know we've been waiting for it. He went out unexpectedly due to that unfortunate shoulder injury, but he he went on vacation and he rehabbed like a beast. He's back. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I, uh, I, I like the fact that he isn't jumping right back for Finn. I think it's, it's cool that they're giving uh, – they're just – separating some time there and what what better person to put him uh, in the ring with than damian priest i think they're going to put on a classic uh however long the feud is it could be a one-off at at the next show uh what is it new year's evil i think they're calling it Year's um, evil yep. yeah which is pretty cool um i think it's a good thing for cross just to get maybe any type of rust that he did have just get it shook it off real quick and then go right for the belt uh because he didn't lose it technically so he should be able to go right back for it anyway um, but what what a way to start off his uh, his return, and this is a huge, huge uh, return for uh, NXT. They need they needed a little shot in the arm, and I think him and Scarlett are the shot that they need for sure. Yeah, and uh, Tom, you know, obviously the ratings for Dynamite, which I know everyone looks at ratings, have been for the last couple of weeks with some returns have been big. So NXT had to pretty much take their shot. And I guess their best ace in the hole right now was kind of carrying Cross and Scarlett. So I think shot well taken, in my opinion, because we're again we're excited and we're talking about it but joey was alluding to it um it looks like we're gonna get priest and cross which is a pretty cool feud i'm happy about that um then that leaves pete dunn kyle o'reilly and finn balor i know you're excited for cross and pre uh cross being back and of course please hit on it but who do you think is then going to be the contender for finn balor because he's going to defend his title on joey just said on new year's evil january 6th I think I think it's gonna be Pete Dunn. I really do. I think well, what he did, you know, with the whole McAfee thing, even though he really didn't talk that much, you know, and McAfee said that. I mean, the guy, you know, like like we've been saying, the guy's in incredible shape, you know, because he went over, he went home during this whole thing and got, you know, ripped and everything. So um, I think it's gonna be him, and I think it's just, you know, just setting up for you know Pop Baylor and uh, Cross eventually, whenever that's gonna be, a few months down the line and everything. So I'm excited for that, and just happy to see Cross back. You know, kind of sucked that he. He hurt himself after he won the title and, you know, miss seeing those two on NXT every Wednesday, but it's good to have him back. And, you know, it's going to be fun, fun. And I'm sure the ratings will pop up now a little for NXT now that they're back. I think so. They, they need, they needed them back and, and, and I'm happy that they are back. Um, boys, we're going to transition over to AEW because we spent some good time on NXT. A couple things I definitely want to hit on. Um, I guess one of the biggest things that stands out to me was we had Sting on the mic and um, we won't go roundtable because there's a couple things I know we got to want. We definitely want to hit on. But uh, Joey, you know, for me at least, you know, I've been a Sting guy. You, you've been a, you've been a friend of mine for. I mean, God, when we were little, we knew that we love wrestling, and yeah. I've been a WCW guy and a Sting guy. I've said it for many, many years, and I still am. To me, it looked like Sting was home. You know what I mean? And it's hard to say that. I don't mean Dynamite being home, 
but he looked like happy to be there. He looked happy to be back on TNT. He, you know, when the interaction with Shivani, I mean, he hugged Shivani like twice in the ring. Um, what I'm alluding to is that they had the first interview with Sting, and it was weird because the way the segment started was Cody Rhodes and Shivani, and then right before the interview started, Sting came in. Sting stood off with Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson said, "This is not my place. I'm stepping right out of this." And Sting hugged Shivani and pretty much alluded to, I guess, not really fully alluded to what he was going to do, but kind of alluded to what he was going to do. And it looks like we are going to get, and Nick was saying it last week, that Darby Allen Sting match up in some form or fashion. It looks like we are going to get some sort of that. And he pretty much told Cody, hey, it'll be your time. Maybe just not yet. Um, Joey, we didn't get Sting's full intentions unless you took something different out of the segment. But what did you take of the segment? Do you feel like Sting was kind of home? You know, I, I don't know if his WWE run was exactly how he wanted to, because we can sure say that it didn't end as he wanted to, not on his terms. Um, what do you think about Sting and AEW and what we saw? So I'm going to try to keep the short and sweet and as simple as possible. I think um, ultimately the end-all, be-all for Sting being here is – somehow him and Cody. I know I said it last week. He's going to touch on, he's going to get to Darby. He's going to do his thing there. Uh, he'll, he'll run his course in any other route. I think the whole, the payoff for good. I, at least that I want to see is sting versus Cody. And you're right. Sting looks, sting looked right on, on, on dynamite. It felt right. Uh, maybe a little more right than it didn't. And when he was in WWE for that short time, um, I, but I kind of look at this, look at it this way. Sting, they, AEW has like their Undertaker now, like this guy that uh, that everyone's gonna want to go at in, in the back, and like everyone everyone's gonna want a piece of, or at least have a match with, and take all soak it in. He could be this locker room leader that maybe they don't have right now because they have a bunch of young guys there. They do have veterans there, but like you get this guy that's been around for how long and carried companies on his back, and now you, he has the mystique about him as well. We're not going to get Sting on on Dynamite every week. We know that. Um, but if he pops up here and there and he puts these these guys over, even if he doesn't put them over, if he wins, it's the, the fact that you're able to get into the ring with Sting is going to be your your push, whether you win or lose. So I, I take it as that, and I think they need a guy like this, and I'm excited to see what they what they have for him going forward. I don't know exactly. I, like you said, he's going to touch with Darby Allen. I'm not sure if it's going to be him with him or going against him, however they want to do that, but it was cool. I liked that whole setup. Darby was watching him from the crowd. It was like it was something looks familiar here, he said, and it was like how he was back in WCW. So I don't know. I, I'm all for it. Uh, I was hesitant at first when when he came in. I was jacked up. He was there, but I just wasn't sure where the, what the route they were going to go with. And like I said, uh, and I didn't do, I didn't keep it short, but that's my opinion. <laughs> hey, listen, that's what we're here for is to hear the opinions. You know, it's funny you said that Darby was happy to see because there was actually another segment in the show that Darby was seeing. I always I always say the wrong thing, like those, those um, what are they called? Oh, God, I can't even think of it. Where they have like the image on a paper and it's like you, you interpret what you see. And then he showed, you know, Brian cage, Ricky Starks, yeah. powerhouse hop. But then the last one they showed was an image of pretty much sting and yeah. he smiled and he nodded. So it's cool. There is going to be some sort of, whether they do some sort of team up little something, and then maybe eventually a face off. It's definitely coming. They're going to sure. cross paths at some point. Absolutely. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't agree more. Um, I guess it's, I'd be heartfelt not to bring up, it's going to sound really weird. TNA Impact or just Impact Wrestling? Um, Tom, Impact Wrestling this week, right? We had like a little crossover segment. 
we had the AEW champion, Kenny Omega, on Impact. And for Impact, it was, I think, number three trended on Twitch at the time. Most viewership they've had, all these all these accomplishments they've hit with getting him over there. So now, I don't know if you guys had a chance to see it, but I did end up watching Impact, so I was curious. The wrestling was good. It was very, very beginning stages of, like, the COVID pandemic with, like, Every bump you heard was like very loud and echoed. There's no fans in there. There wasn't a lot of sound. So it was very like that that really like opening time of COVID, which was like, I feel like sometimes a little hard to watch the shows. It was very like against the wrestlers. They didn't really give them much, but they're in Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken. So I believe that they just have different restrictions versus what Florida has right now. And I mean, they're kind of virtual, you know, with WWE, but I know with at least NXT, they have some fans and they have the virtual. And then obviously AEW has fans in the stands, but Impact pretty much was a, the normal show. Um, Josh Josh Matthews and Madison Rain are on commentary, and they just alluded to many instances throughout the night about Kenny Omega, Dynamite, dropping stuff here and there, just kind of teasing a little bit of crossovers. The only segment we got, which is at the end of the show, was Kenny and his intentions and his partnership with Don Callis and, and stuff like that. We kind of got a semi-rerun of it. On Dynamite, Don hit on a, a lot of the similar points that he hit on during Impact. So it didn't feel as special and organic. Kenny spoke a little bit more, I believe, on, on Dynamite and kind of hit to a couple points. But we got a crossover we didn't see coming. It helped one side, which is what I guess the intention was for them. I guess where do we go from here, Tom? Are you happy with what you saw so far? And what do you think could be next for this eventual, I guess, crossover? I mean, I would like to see, you know, maybe, you know, obviously, you know, some, some wrestlers from Impact wrestling, some guys from AEW and, you know, you know, the whole thing with the women down there, obviously. But no, I mean, I like to see maybe, you know, Kenny, you know, who's the champion down there in Impact? I don't even know at this point. They have like Rich two Swan. champions, Rich Swan and isn't it, don't they have like, um, I got to look at their, isn't it, is it Moose and Rich Swan or something like that? I, Rich I, Swan's I, it was the actual like, champion. I think Moose is like their secondary i don't know it's interesting champion yeah yeah i got like their rankings and their belts but we'll get there yeah, maybe do something like you know maybe like a triple threat match between the three of them or you know so, something to that effect you know and everything to see i mean to do a good crossover i think you gotta do that and not just you know say we're doing it and you know he just shows up and just talks for like you know five minutes type of thing you gotta actually have him wrestle so i hope that's where it leads to i mean being that it was the first time you know kind of you know smooth it you know, go into it, you know, you know, slowly and everything and build up to it. So hopefully they're going with that. And if they do that, they could be a home run for both companies. I really do. Yeah. I think slow burn is the way to go. I think you can't, um, you know, blow it right away. I think that obviously the biggest thing is they want to get fans in attendance because that's where you get money is from ticket sales. So I think that for, at least for impact, the best way they can kind of get more viewership is through obviously Twitch and all, and all their, and then access TV and stuff like that to kind of draw more eyes over there, which it didn't, right. It drew my eye over there. You, I mean, I only know his count as one, but it's one more than they had the week prior. Um, it's so, it, it, it adds up. It does add up. They have uh, their pay per view final resolution tonight as well. So maybe someone makes an appearance. I mean, it doesn't right. have to be Kenny. It could be someone else. Just anybody? Yeah, to... anyone from the company. Absolutely. That'd be interesting. It should be. It should be. It should. They shouldn't. They shouldn't waste opportunities and let at least some sort of segments on each show to kind of continue to build towards maybe an invasion angle or at least like a, a face off or Again, their version of Survivor yeah, Series. Perfect. Perfectly said, yours. 
and like, awesome. you know how I said last week um, how it, a lot of their stuff's pre-taped and Noodles corrected me and said, well, just edit it in there. They did. Um, but, like, I don't know if, they're pre, if they pre-taped their pay-per-views. So, like, to have a physical interaction, I'm not sure if they're at that point. Uh, I don't know their production structure. But if they don't, yeah. then take advantage of the live – the live feed and throw some people. Well, I guess I know. I know what I'll be watching later. Yeah. Um, Nick, let's bring it home. Inner Circle Ultimatum. It got a little testy. It got a it little did. testy. Yeah, Sammy little got testy. hot. Sammy got does. hot. And, I, and you know, he <laughs> kind of went in Jericho's face and MJ's face. If we don't cut the shit, I'm done. I'm out. Um, poor Santana just decided. No, um, Ortiz. No, Santana didn't even go to work. As as Jer- I think Jericho said, he said he was so pissed off he didn't even show up to work today. Um, you know. I know you're happy because the inner circle decided to stay together, right? Mm-hmm. And they vowed at the end of their segment that they will be at ringside to conf- to make sure that MJF doesn't lose that dynamite diamond ring. It's main event time. It's your boys, freshly squeezed and MJF for the yeah, dynamite ring. It was a tough one. <laughs> there was a lot of um, action going on. I thought it was actually a pretty good match. I enjoyed a lot of the back and forth. Um, there was a bat segment where – MJF tried to pin the bat on Orange Cassidy, but it ended up actually being the reverse. Orange, they would have pinned on MJF. It was just really good play yeah. in the ring. It went really well, um, but it ended up that Miro cost Orange the match, and your winner, MJF, will have the dynamite ring for another year. Okay. That's kind of what you were hoping for, right? You wanted to see – this is kind of like an MJF kind of gimmick thing with this ring. What do you think about that main event and all the, all the chaos that ensued and best friends and Miro and – and Kip Sabian. a lot and, of chaos. Yeah, a lot. There was a lot of chaos, a lot of stuff going on for sure. Um, I think the desired result was done well as far as making sure that MJF won the match, right? He is the diamond ring wearing guy. He is the man these days. So it made sense to him to go over. Um, but it also created another storyline with Miro and, and best friends and everyone else getting involved there. So I think the storyline uh, for that moment, you know, did its, did its job, did its sold its purpose. Um, and I was just more happy that MJF won and, and kept the ring and, and continuing to show his power and dominance as he continues his ascend to megastardom. Yeah, and then gives Cassidy he... and actually more, more so Miro some relevancy to kind of step outside the box here and do something maybe more of something to be different than what he's been doing of late, that's for sure. Absolutely. Um, boys, there is uh, Joey. Hey. Just real quick, I, before I don't want you to go to something else, um, the ultimatum was actually really fun. And I think, did we hear Wardlow speak for the first time? Shout out to Wardlow. Yes. He sounded so handsome, right? The second he opened his mouth, it was crazy. Shout yeah, out to Wardlow. Great. Shout out to Wardlow. Him and Hager. I think it's the first time we heard He Hager would beat talk. Hager's ass. He would he beat would. his ass, right? And, yeah. And just the, <laughs> this, the, the Miro sighting that we saw to, ma- to end the show, was I liked that. That's what I that, want to that, say. That's your that's your favorite Russo. That's my favorite Miro. Miro is dead. <laughs> but uh, I'm, no, I'm so cool with seeing Russo. that he was a monster. He beat up everybody. I, he looked he the way he jumped into the ring. It just very it felt very. Uh, I I got a you know. What do you think about his Versace um, couture <laughs> sweater? Yes. What do you think about that, Joey? We basically, we basically share uh, clothing styles, so I guess I. Okay. Yeah. He wore that one out of your closet. Gotcha. Yeah, he he borrowed that from me, so. I thought I saw you. Know. <laughs> yeah, last right? wasn't it? Wasn't on Thanksgiving, Tom? He wore that with you guys. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Um, boys, there was a hell of a lot that went on Wednesday with War Games. Obviously, lots to talk about. There's even more that went on both shows, but just want to kind of hit on some some of the points. Wednesday was fun. It was what you know. It's what I always love to tune into. I really enjoy watching the Wednesday Night Wars. So, Joey, back to you. Just a fun fact: uh, our boy Shaq was on AEW, and he drew. Uh, he Shaq drew- Daddy. 
if we want to talk numbers quick, he drew the highest number. He, they got a 1.2, I think, million on viewers on their segment there. So uh, shout out to Shaq Daddy, bro. And I'm sorry that Shaq got a water thrown in his face. You got to watch his mouth when you speak to Brandy Rhodes. Yeah, she's a testy one. Don't don't fuck with Brandy. <laughs> she is uh, testy, a, man. Brandy's a fine girl. She's very nice. Uh, very fine. Indeed. Guys, I'm going to be dead honest with you, right? Monday Night Raw, and I shared my frustration with you guys. Uh, it's I feel like it's been a lot of rinse, repeat type of deal wash rinse repeat and it ain't getting cleaner so they got to put some new detergent in that fucking laundry laundry machine wash high efficiency absolutely um, what it's all about (laughs) they got to make some changes man because i'm getting tuned out i'm i'm watching it and i'm struggling to watch it at this point uh there's the which we talk about every week this is why raw is now on this part of the show um we there's things that we do like, and it's like the same three things every week. Bray, Randy, Drew, Sheamus, and then you could argue her business. <laughs> that her business. And that's even on the downfall, possibly. Um, I'm going to ask you guys, if you don't mind, if you want to talk about anything about Raw at this moment um, that stuck out to you, by all means. Uh, the beginning, the Randy versus Funhouse Bray, uh, that I, I like that. Uh, I was cool with that. Um, the Fiend showing up, uh, the the magic of editing or however they fucking did it was pretty fucking cool uh, again things that we re- say every week the fiend is great no alexa this week which is unfortunate um but it's okay she doesn't have to be on tv every week which is like a thing like it's it's that's smart she, yeah she does joe she does she doesn't i'm just saying but like you know what i mean if she makes it feel more special yeah absence makes the heart back grow next week yeah her vision um, makes my it's, heart it's grow gonna fonder. Be, it's going to be, yeah, I bet she makes other things real fonder. Um, I think we're going to be on a, a, a field trip with the Firefly Funhouse, I actually heard. A field Coming trip to up. Raw. Yeah, they're Hell just yeah. taking all the puppets. So we saw, we saw um, what's his name, uh, Rambling Rabbit show up. Uh, he was at Drew, uh, Randy's door. Uh, that was pretty cool. He got Hope taller. Frog is back. Yeah, he was high yeah. on that door. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that. Um, but yeah, so if you guys, do you have anything that stuck out to you on Raw, uh, NJ3, besides, I mean, like the, the usual suspects here, anything else that's stuck out maybe you know the one of the matches that you probably enjoyed the most was jeff hardy versus bobby lashley but again put together with no build right and i think you can do that with certain opponents but when you have a caliber of bobby lashley and jeff hardy you know it would be cool to kind of build that to be the next feud for bobby lashley right because he's the united states champion give him something to do it was a fantastic match with zero build and zero reason why so, again, the match itself was good, but this could have been a feud for Bobby. This could have been something that he could have done. Maybe they were testing the waters, but, again, you showed us your cards. It's sometimes always hard to top that every time. Do you think more or less this is trying to further along him and Riddle? Because they had Riddle uh, come out with Jeff and, like, that it could possibly fun. It could possibly be. It just, you know, I don't know. I just, the match itself was really good, and it could be – and listen, it could be Riddle and Bobby, and I could be – I'm good with that. But I just think when you when you shoot a shot like that and a, and a show that's so crowded with garbage, it's hard for it to stand out as it's supposed to be. The main question, Jersey, is are you going to buy a baker's dozen of bro nuts? <laughs> I already did. Unfortunately, I'll have it on my cheat meal, which will be tonight. Okay, great. Um, one thing that still got to me, actually, and this be, it's a real quick, and I don't know why it still got to me, but I have it written down in my notes. Ricochet and Dana Brooke, their entrance together was fucking fire. When they got in the ring, Ricochet yeah. did his little flip over the rope, and she did her, uh, her little... No-handed. no-handed cartwheel yeah. that was badass um i just thought it was fun that's all i really had to say about that reckoning and fucking slapjack or whatever i actually um, want to give a shout out to cedric man cedric looked like a fucking stud 
Yeah, but he's on his way out of and the I'm hurt business, business, it looks like. I'm I know, worried. that's what sucks, but, he, but I also think he could have a good singles run in him, too, because he's he's got serious potential as a ridiculous athlete. One would hope his, this short, I, I believe it's short, run in her business, if it's over. That can elevate him, yeah. Held him to the next level. I agree, because when you watch him wrestle, the guy can, guy can do some special things, man. He's really good. And I wanted to follow up on my on my uh, Dana Brooke ricochet thing because they fought Slapjack and Reckoning. Um, I don't even know if I have the alchemy here, but I don't care. Why isn't T Bar wrestling? Dana and Ricochet won. Dana and Ricochet yeah. won. Why isn't T Bar wrestling? Some might argue he's the best out of the whole group. Why isn't he going? I'm just confused. Again, yeah. more questions than answers every fucking week. Come on. Um, then again, what else is new? Noodles. Any thoughts on the main event? Um, whatever it was, uh, was that the fiend? oh that was brain? Fire, it was Firefly. I, I apologize. And- um, but the triple the fucking handicap match with Drew and Sheamus. Any any? Oh yeah, it, it was it was solid. I mean, it was it was kind of what I expected as far as eventually. Uh, I always thought Sheamus was gonna be the next feud for Drew, pretty much after after Styles here. So they're doing a pretty good job of building that and and keeping uh, Miz Miz and Morrison and AJ relevant in the mix but also you know Miz is always never too far away for potential cash in so i'm cool with that and tom thank you nick and tom i know you're excited for oscar and lana to become next women's champions absolutely champions, so absolutely <laughs> listen better than what they have now poor shana baszler is being just thrown to shit yeah, yeah that's that's a tough one it's hard to watch so if, if, that, if that helps shana get maybe to the top by getting the belt off her please do it Oscar and Lana are uh, both killing it on TikTok, though. Shout out to them. <laughs> um, guys, remove you're, your you're, you're a fan of the TikTok, right, Joe? I mean, I scroll. I'm not going to lie. I scroll. <laughs> um, remove the SmackDown quick. They debuted in Tropicana Field. Looks identical to the Amway Center, so I'm not sure if they had any plans with that, but it looks the same. Um, two things that stick out to me on SmackDown. Actually, there's three things, but I love the IC title build. Uh, I know you're a huge fan of Sami Zayn, uh, but I think he, and that's sarcastic. He, I think he's doing top-notch work right now. Whether you agree with me or not, that's just my that's my take. But like, I think he's killing it as a heel. I see title. I, I see title holder, and I think him versus Biggie couldn't be done any better. Um, the way he got the win last night over Biggie in a non-title match, uh, I love. So I'm okay with that. And him not having like his own T-shirt, playing that off, I think it's fun. Um, KO versus Reigns. Uh, I think the the another build that I love Reigns fucking destroyed KO last night. Jersey, just thoughts on that man? I mean, what what he did to he just it looks it it's coming off real to me. I I, love I thought the promo that KO cut in the ring on Roman Reigns was amazing. I yep. mean, how he tied in the chairs, the tables, the ladder, climbing to the top. Cool. He had, the whole point was it right to get Roman's attention. And I like how they shot that segment because Roman was watching intently in the back and he was hanging on every word. And it was almost like a, if you guys notice, like a slight shift in the power a little bit because Roman ended up, well, before it's going to get to that point, Jay Uso came in to try to make up to Roman for his, I guess, lack of doing the right thing and help beat down KO, but then got put through a table as he needed to be. But it brought Roman out. And what was cool is that KO was getting under Roman's skin so much that it got him out of his comfort zone. And they played on that really well um really well done segment ko was great on the mic and then after that roman did want to get one over him and beat his ass in the back on roman's time so very well done in my opinion 
Yeah, and all the time he looked in the camera and talked to like his wife and kids. So it was, yeah, it was that was yeah, was that was perfect. yeah, no, that was awesome. But, but did we expect anything less from these two? I think it's kind of expected. So, um, SmackDown's blessed with good, solid title feuds right now, um, as like as both shows are, but in a sense, this more than uh, the other. Just, just and, an easier watch. Yeah, just like an easier, easier watch. <clears throat> and I think it's I'm not even like talking about the, the three hours, two hour thing. I think it's just the content that they're giving us. It's just easier to watch. That's what it is. Um, Tom. Uh, we ended up getting Mella versus Sasha for the uh, the woman the SmackDown Women's Championship last night instead of TLC. Um, even though I still think we'll get it at TLC, obviously. But Mella debuted with a new theme, which I enjoyed. I like it. I like the little little new look she has going. Um, and then Mel wins by DQ because Sasha freaked out. Uh, just thoughts on the the run they got going there. Yeah, no, it's been solid since you know she attacked her. I think what after hell in the cell, wherever it was. And they just, you know, continue week after week, but you know, it's been really good. You know, Sasha gets up on her one week and vice versa, but no, the match match is really good. And I kind of did like that finish. Cause you know, it's definitely going to be at TLC again and everything. And man, Carmella, she went kind of crazy at the end. They, you know, smashed the champagne bottle over and everything. And you know, it was a cool spot for sure. Yeah, I loved it. Spraying yeah. everyone with champagne and everything. I was like, Hey, great. Control your woman over here, man. Come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, no, that was very cool. And, you know, excited, excited to see where, where they're going from there. You know, hopefully at TLC or maybe Royal Rumble, who knows, but now it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Good stuff on SmackDown. Um, just, I mean, take notes, raw. I don't know what else to say. I'm, I don't know what else to say. Um, guys, another episode in the books here. Before we go, we got to give our uh, our MVPs of the week. Bad news. If you're ready, we'll start off with you. I'm going with the returning Karrion Cross and Scarlett. Happy to see you back. It's an easy pick. Easy pick. NJ yep. three. Who you got, buddy? I mean, it's going to sound funny, but I'm going to go with Impact Wrestling. I mean, the rub they just got from from Kenny being there catapult them to one of the highest ratings they've gotten since this new transition and under this new management. So, I mean, Impact Wrestling has got to be the MVP because they're the ones who came away with probably the best this week. Okay. All right. I know it's a little bit weird. I'm sorry. Don't, don't throw the Dude, rule book you, at me. You do whatever you want, man. All right. Because last time you, you scolded Tom for his pick, so I want to make sure you don't try to scold me. That was me. ridiculous because I wasn't here for it. That's why. Um, <laughs> okay. That's fair. Nikki Noodles, who you got? I'm going with the ascending future star in the making, Raquel Gonzalez, with her <sighs> continued improvement of her impressive showings. And uh, I look forward to the to the future. She is the future. Um, that was my pick. Um, oh, I did, stole it, Joey? Yeah, it's all right. I didn't have any Oh, back. man. Oh, what about your boy McAfee? <laughs> yeah, Joey. I mean, yeah. McAfee. Yeah. Uh, I, did, I picked him so many times. Um, I'm going to go with someone a little different here. Uh, I'm gonna go with Shaquille O'Neal on AEW. Uh, presence in the- <laughs> High, highest rated you know, segment on you know, AEW. It was. I mean, he's bringing the numbers and he's bringing the views. So, uh, shout out to Shaq. Uh, welcome to pro wrestling. And uh, well, I guess back again, right? He was. Yeah, a, he was. You know, he did the wrestling. He was at WrestleMania. Yeah, big TNT guy though. Big yeah. TNT guy. Uh, <laughs> boys, thank you very much for being here with us. Uh, everyone listening at home, we appreciate you. Uh, Episode 34 in the books, boys. Take care. Stay safe. Watch pro wrestling. Enjoy.